0: This podcast is sponsored by FlashFilmAcademy.com. If you're into photography, filmmaking, or video production, FlashFilmAcademy.com is an online training platform designed to help you monetize your passion. There's a ton of information online to help you capture a better image, but there's only one place you need to go if your goal is to make a living doing what you love. Enroll today to get three free courses. FlashFilmAcademy.com. It's time to turn your passion into profit. Before we even get started with the podcast, I want to introduce something new to you. If you're tired of missing these live streams or missing videos, we have a new service where we can text you when we go live or launch a new video. All you got to do is text flash film to seven, four, one, two, one. That's one word flash film to seven, four, one, two, one. All right, let's get started. Today, we're talking about the importance of behind the scenes when it comes to your prices, your business, how you look, how you appeal, how you show value, and why it is so important. It's so important. A lot of you guys are skipping over this part. It's so important. I can't tell you how many times myself and other clients, whenever they've received demo reels and they show pretty pictures and all this dope stuff, you wonder what part did they have in this? What part did you have in this this clip that you're showing me? Are you the director? Are you the writer? Are you the colors? What like what exactly did you do? Behind the scenes footage helps make things easier for the client. You want to do what you can do to make sure that it's easy for the client to know that you are the best person for this job at whatever price you have listed, right? Behind the scenes footage helps with that. I cannot stress that enough. I cannot stress that enough. I cannot stress that enough. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to roll graphics and we're going to talk about it. We got to talk about it. It's going to be short, sweet, straight to the, to the throat, real quick, throat jab. And while you, uh, you know, swallowing some water, trying to come back to life, uh, you know, we're going to explain why you need this. But first, you know what we got to do. We got to roll graphics. Let's do You're listening to Content and Cash. A Flash Film Academy podcast. If you want to learn how to take pretty pictures, this is not the place. But if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera, buckle up, because it's time to turn passion into profit. With your host, Ty Turner. This is one of the only places on the internet that is designed to teach you how to get that bag using your creative skills and ability. This is Flash Film Academy. My name is Ty. I'm a former army combat photographer, the owner of Flash Film Media. I am here to help you understand what it takes to turn your passion into profit. Period. This is where creatives come to learn the business side. If you want to get better, taking pictures and all of that cute pretty nice stuff feel free to go wherever you go for that but when you're ready for the business when you're ready to learn the business of what you're doing when you're ready to understand how to be successful at um, you know bringing in customers consistently this is the place to be all right if you would so kindly go ahead and hit that uh, hit that thumbs up button hit that hit that subscribe button. Do what you got to do. If the volume low, we're going to bring it higher. There you go. Boom. All right. You guys should be able to hear me good now. So let's 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 talk about a few things. I'm, I'm cracking over here. Let's make sure we ain't that high. Let's talk about a few things, right? But why behind the scenes footage is so very valuable, so very valuable for what we do, right? Whenever you go do business, imagine going to do business. Imagine going to a meat market. Imagine going to a... Um, grocery store let I me mean, let's do this you ever lived in the hood you ever lived in the hood hood where when you went to the gas station they didn't let you in the building they just may made you pick and choose what you wanted through the glass some of you have that experience some of you don't you ever you ever came to the window and you're like the cheetos way back there you you know the feeling The feeling when you can't go in and pick and touch and see what it is that you're getting. When you are a content creator and you don't have behind the scenes footage, that's what it feels like to clients. It's difficult for them to take that chance on your company if they don't understand how this was created. It feels like magic and not like something that can be produced consistently over and over again. Clients want to know that you can come in and consistently over and over again, replicate the quality that you pulled them in on, the quality that got their attention. They want to see that you can do that. And if you can do that, then it shows value. Red Base Media said Detroit station after one. You're absolutely right. Post where y'all from? If, if you can do that, it shows value because they feel like they know what they're getting from you. And nothing is more mind blowing than having a client see some behind the scenes footage and there's light stands, there's C stands, there's soft boxes, boom mics, cameras and cables. They like to see that. That feels expensive. It feels expensive. Let me give you an example of how this is done in the car industry, right? Engines have gotten smaller and they produce more power. But when you pop that hood, if you don't see a big engine, you don't feel like you're getting your money's worth. Even though that, big, that little engine with the twin turbo can produce more power, it's just something about seeing your whole, under your hood, just filled with stuff that makes you feel like you, you're paying for something. So what do car manufacturers start to do? as engines become smaller it used to be you can get a 502 in a big Cadillac it was producing 300 horses tops now you can get a 2.8 liter V6 twin turbo that's producing 600 horses 500 horses so what did they start doing to make you feel better they started covering that engine with plastic they started putting plastic moldings and all kind of cool stuff under the hood with big Cadillac logos and Chevy logos and 3.6 and so you can feel better about your purchase because you can see it. It's about value. Clients need to see how you create what you create. The more you show, the more expensive you can be because you are showing the client that we consistently make quality. We build quality content consistently. Here's proof. This is how we know We will do. And, you know, this is how we're proving to you that we will deliver what it is that you're asking us to deliver, because this is all we do. And here is proof. Often I go to a lot of you guys, Instagram pages, and this is where you should really be showing it. And I don't see behind the scenes. I see finished products, a lot of finished products, a whole lot of finished products, and it needs to be behind the scenes. Real quick, before we move forward, we'll talk about our sponsor of the day. It's us. Duh, us here at Flash Film Academy. Hey, we just launched a gold membership. Check it out. Join the community. Whole lot of great conversations going going on over there. All of these lectures, you get all of them because they're no longer on YouTube. If you miss it live, then you missed it. Hopefully you'll get a clip later. Have the ability to join the lectures as well. Live Q&A's. Um, we're getting ready to roll it out where every live gold members are gonna be able to join. So not just Thursdays. So there you go. Also, hey, um another thing. We have our regular community. If you go to community.flash from academy.com, you don't have to sign up. You don't have to be a gold member to be in the community. Just FYI. If you guys want to come and talk and chat, there is a free portion of it that we still talk in a lot. So go to community dot com. sign in with your Flash Film Academy login if you got one and let's chop it up we're trying to get away from facebook and get away from those platforms that limit what you can do what you can say what you can post and all of that so we want to make sure that you know we're kind of standing on our own so join the conversation join the conversation um all right now back to it behind the scenes make sure you show it it adds value I would have behind the scenes images littered through your website as well. Don't send a proposal out without behind the scenes images. Remember what I told you before your client in their head? They don't understand why it costs eight. Let's say 2000. They don't understand why it costs $2,000 to have you come out for two hours in their mind. You're going to hold a camera. They're thinking you're doing this still, with a microphone on it and they're going to talk They're not thinking about lights. They're not thinking about diffusion. They're not thinking about bouncing light and different audio sources and cables and lav mics. They're not thinking about that. You're thinking about that, thinking, well, I got equipment. I should be expensive. They're they're not thinking like that. They need to see that equipment in use in order to feel like it's worth the price. Behind the scenes content shows that it is worth the price. Make sure... Make sure, make sure you are showing enough behind the scenes process, pro- behind the scenes images. Anybody who's taken my course that talks about building a portfolio, I go in even deeper detail on what you need to show, why you need to show it, where you need to show it, when you need to show it. So keep that in mind. Um, question, you told me to put in the community, what kind, what kind of ad should we create for our target niche? And which course should I invest in regarding sales uh, funnels for ourselves? Okay, that's a great question. So let me talk about that. Let me talk about, Kyle, let me talk about a few things when it comes to that. Because I have to, when we we talk about sales and marketing for your company, I got to go back some layers, right? And I'm going to be real with you. This is why you got to be careful with who you trust when it comes to marketing companies. Because this, they take advantage of those who have that mindset, right? And I want to I educate you so they don't take advantage of you. So uh, usually marketing, smaller marketing companies understand that a lot of companies that don't really know about marketing and funnels and things like that would be happy if you get them a lot of traffic and then you can blame on the conversion rate on them. Hey, man, we got 300 people come to your website. 20 of them called. You couldn't make good clients out of that? It's not our fault. Keep paying us. We're going to keep sending you traffic. Keep trying. The truth is this. Honestly, your company should be built from day one for a target audience. That is based off your niche. If you built your company, picked your name, chose your colors, designed your website, started your company, bought your LLC, got your bank account. If you did all of that before you had a beta client, no, before you picked your niche, got a beta client in that niche, I'm sorry to tell you that everything that you've done may need to be redone. That is what we teach in Master Course 1. That. And it's extremely important that you understand why this is important. If I'm building Toys R Us, right? I, I gotta first know that my target audience, one, I wanna sell toys is my niche. My target audience is kids. Then I need to build a brand that appeals to kids. If I come up with the company name first, the colors, it, I, there's no way, I would have to go back and fix it and tweak it. Because true marketing Is not going after clients. True marketing is being where they look and being appealing to them. If you find yourself chasing clients, calling clients, bugging people, hey, we got video over here. Hey, I just want to talk to you about you're doing it wrong. Let me say that again. If you are chasing clients, if you, if you got a cold email, everybody call, people get business card. If you like, I'm networking. If your mentality is that, it's because you're doing it wrong. I don't chase clients. Clients come to me because I know who my target audience is and I am where they are looking. The only competition I have and the only place I'm fighting and spending money for marketing is to outrank my competitors who are in that area. That's it. That's it. So that is that is where you need to be. You need to build a company that looks like. Let me give you an example. Let's talk. Let's let's give you an example. Let's go back to Toys R Us, right? Toys R Us. What is their mascot? A giraffe. What was it? What did they What did they logo look like? Colorful kid stuff, right? Their stores had toys in it. It was colorful. Their ads were colorful. They understand who their target audience is, but they know what their niche is. So now they built a brand around appealing to that niche. So all they got to do is be where that niche looks. Every company that you enjoy works like that. Every company understands who their target audience is based off their niche. That's why I tell you guys Decide what your niche is first. Go get some beta clients. They will tell you what color they like, what logo looks best, what name sounds right. They will tell you how to capture them consistently. Once you've done that, once you have that information, then you can build a brand that don't got to work hard. It just needs to be where they look and you'll have consistency. Consistency. The reason a lot of people don't have consistency is because their brand isn't consistent. Their brand isn't consistent to their target audience. They just developed a company and they thought this would be a good idea. This name sounds right. I like how this logo look. I love these colors. Now I want to go out here and I want to start. I want to go into business. It don't matter what you think. You're not buying from you. Your friends not buying from you. Your mama not buying from you. Your neighbor not buying from you. How about you talk to people that's potentially buying from you? Their opinion is the opinion that matters. Nobody else's. When I created my courses, it was based off your feedback. What you said you needed. What you said you wanted. What you said um, was valuable to you. That's what I created my content off of. That's why people are ranting and raving and leaving reviews about it, because it's it's based on what what they said. So you have to build your business off of who your ideal client is. And so many guys and girls, so many people don't. They never think about that. You're building your business off what you want, but you are not your client. You don't think like your client. You don't come from where your client comes from. You don't have the same daily struggles as your client. You don't have it. You don't have it. So you got to keep that in mind. You have to build your brand based off of your niche and listening to your target audience. Absolutely right. Toys R Us downfall was they stopped listening to their target audience they stopped following their niche. Kodak's downfall was they stopped listening to their target audience. They stopped they stopped looking at what was what the trends were. Your business is going to have to change and be flexible. We started doing more live streams than events for about a year and a half. We remained flexible. Our marketing changed. We started finding out where are companies looking for live stream companies. That's where we need to fight and be. So you got to be mindful of that. You should be chasing your target audience. And if you got a few in your pocket, this is what they're not telling you. This is what this is what other comp. This is where you're not going to learn. this nowhere else. This is the cheat code. I'm giving you the cheat code. I'm making it super easy. I'm making it super easy. Super, super easy. I'm giving you the cheat code. Get some people in your pocket. That is your target audience. Get multiple so that you can compare and contrast and talk to them. You don't got to go to networking events. You don't got to go door to door. You don't got to cold call. You don't got to go to 10 chamber of commerce meetings. You Find out who is in your niche and value their opinion because they they are your target client. You're going to realize they have so much in common. You're going to realize the cars are almost the same. What they pay for their house is very similar. The neighborhoods they like, they probably voted for the same person. They probably like the same freaking ice cream. You're going to realize your target audience is so much alike. It's not even funny. So if two of them say something and you take it to the third one, he's going to think you're a freaking genius. He's going to be like, what? Who told that is? I- oh, my God. But if you listen to what your mom and them say, your cousin, your neighbor, homeboy with the camera down the street, he's not your target audience. Everybody got an opinion. They're not your target audience. Listen to people. Listen to potential clients. Right. Listen to potential clients. And you you even got to be a little leery with that because some people may not be in the ballpark. Like when it comes to money, don't listen to a two dollar client unless you want to sell to two dollar clients. Get you some good beta clients, some more high. If you want to sell, look, if you want to do $1,000 videos, find you people who look like they want to pay $1,000 for a video. If you want to do $10,000 videos, you need to talk to what that target audience is saying they're willing to, you know, what what would make them pay $10,000 for a video. They will tell you what's valuable to, to them. Your values and their values aren't the same. They may value not having to spend time doing it. It may not be something that's on your radar, right? Think about landscaping companies, right? Some people think people pay for landscaping companies because they do a good job. Hey and they do a good job or they're fast. That's not true for everybody. Some people feel like if I got a Saturday morning free, I can cut my grass better than these guys and just run into it quick. However, people like myself feel like I just I don't got time to do it. The convenience is not in the quality. The convenience is that I get to walk outside every day and my grass is cut and I don't have to worry about it. That's the convenience to me. That's why it's valuable to me. So, you know, that that those are things that landscaping companies like to know because certain clients, there's certain clients that's like, oh, you guys didn't do a good job. and It ain't perfect. And they're like, well, OK, that's not our target audience. Our job is to be fast and free not, or not fast or not free, but be fast and free up your time. Those are clients we like. We're just going to run over it. We're going to line it up real quick. We out. But there's an old guy like I want my bushes shaped. I want everything swept and bagged and put out perfectly. A landscaping company may not be for you. So you got to understand who are you talking to? Who is your target audience? Who is your target audience? They will determine everything for you stop you gotta get out of what you think you gotta get out of what you think you are not your target audience you will cripple yourself by thinking you know it i just you know it's obvious that they want no it's not you don't know what they went through today that's why i I meet a lot of people who like i walked into a i walked into a, a, a potential beta client and I asked them, do they want a free video? And they were like, no, I wonder why. Because you don't know how many people came in there trying to sell them stuff today. And you walked in like a salesman. You walked in like a absolute, like one of the rest. You, just, you don't know that you're the eighth one they've seen in the last 40 minutes. But you're just thinking about you. You're not thinking about them. You need to think about them. You need to have them tell you exactly what you need to do to be successful. Let's, let's, use, let's use fishing as an analogy. I can take you to a lake with all the fish in the world. If you don't have the right bait, the right line, the right weight, the right rod, the right reel, in the right boat or right dock, you won't catch anything. You won't catch anything. You'll catch the bottom of the barrel, whatever the worst fish, the sheep is, whatever the fish you don't want, you're going to throw back. You're going to catch those because they'll eat anything. But if you want to catch a specific type of fish, you're going to have to be, to use a specific type of bait on a specific type of line with a specific amount of weight. With a good reel and a good ride in a specific area of the lake at a specific time of the day when the water is a specific temperature and the sunlight is the sun is in a specific area, then you can catch that type of fish consistently you guys are just throwing whatever out and whatever running up on whatever saying i can do whatever and then you're trying to get whatever you can't do that you got to be more direct you got to be more intentional business is not luck it is a system and process it's not luck you don't wish on this this ain't something that well we're gonna see no nope. companies are increasing profits month over month by being direct and specific and consistent and, and efficient month companies, aren't posting the same thing per month. They're growing month over month. They're not saying we're doing 1500 this month. We're going to do 1500. Nope. That's not acceptable. Staying at the same rate is not acceptable because they understand who their target audience is and they've built a brand from the ground up to appeal to that target audience. I get a lot of you guys had your business, you got your LLC, you got your color scheme, you got your logo. All of that stuff could be working against you. All of that stuff could be making your life harder. All of that stuff could be causing you to lose sales. All of that stuff that you think is a great idea that you've been rocking with because you got one, you caught one or two fish with it over the past year could be scaring away the, the fish you want. If you didn't consider who your target audience was before you design your website, your logo, your marketing, all of that, your color scheme, the font on your page, the format in which your copy is written. The format in which your emails are written, if you didn't consider your target audience before you did all of that, you may be working against yourself. You may be making your life harder. You have to design it for that person or for that target audience. You have to design it for them. If you're not, you're making your life harder harder by thinking you know it mckinley asks um have you had much experience getting clients on monthly retainers uh do they easily see the benefit Um, that's a great question because it falls in line with this conversation if you are designed to help their business yes all of my clients that i work with obviously consistently are on monthly retainers they're subscription-based clients I don't have to answer my phone right now. I don't have to. For what? I don't have to answer my phone. Do I? Yeah, I do, but I don't have to. I know monthly what we're gonna bring in per month. I know where it's going how much is going to increase month over month. I know where we're gonna be by April of 2022. Unless we unless something catastrophic happened, another unless another pandemic or you know, we bring in a huge client and it go up but I know where I'm going to be a year from now. It's predictable because I understand who my target audience is. I understand the growth in their industry. If their industry spike, my industry spike. I get it. But if you haven't designed your brand from day one, from even your name to go after that target audience, you're making your life harder. And one of the analogies or one of the examples that I always use is dentistry, right? It's dentistry. Um, if you are TLT Productions and they're Smile Media and a dentist is choosing between two companies. Do I go with TLT Productions or Smile Media? Who do you think? Like, come on now. Do I? You know. You know what they're going to choose. That, it makes sense now. You sitting there looking at the phone or screen like, dang, it makes sense. It makes sense now, right? It makes sense. <laughs> Fox, I just choose a person. He said, how do you choose the question to show on the screen? Um, So it, it makes sense, right? If you was going to get your car fixed and you had a Honda and you had to choose between Bob's repair or honda specialist of new york come on you're gonna look at honda specialists of new york and they're gonna instantly draw your attention but somebody who don't understand business is saying i don't want to name my company that because you know i may run out of hondas i'm just gonna bring in Hondas. so what it's enough hondas to eat and overdose off of it's enough people in your niche to eat and overdose. Oh, I'm using um, Ecamm Live right now. Sometimes I use Restream, but that's what I'm using. Do you have a minimum monthly contract commitment? Three months, six months. So we have three months, six months, 12 months. The higher you go, um, the more clients save. So Josh said, I made my company before I found you. Um, and I'm already being paid by my niche client. Can I ask them questions or should I still find a better client in that niche? I'm trying to make sure I understand that question. If you, I still will find a beta client, if you, if you got the ball, ball rolling, you, there's always more to learn. And then industries change, right? If you're in, if you're a, a realtor, if you're working with realtors and the price of lumber changed, that's something you need to know. If that's your target audience, if you're working with home builders, that's something you need to know because knowing that allow, let's say, okay, let's say hypothetically, and I, I'm working with home builders and the price of lumber has changed. I don't, you know, unless you're paying attention to this, you're not going to know, but if that's your niche and you're living and you're learning and you're understanding it and one of your clients say, man, you know, the price of building has gone up because, you know, the lumber, the price of lumber has gone up. Ding. Hey, how about we create some content around that, around that's why prices are going up. How about we create some content to kind of tell your clients, Or potential buyers, hey, you better buy now because this is going up and we don't know when it's going to stop. How about we create some urgency or create content or marketing for your brand around the urgency of what's going on in that industry? Now, that's your idea. You take it to your beta client. If he thinks it's brilliant, you create it, shoot it, and then you sell it to other companies in that niche who are also suffering from that same thing. Guess who looks like the genius? Guess who looks like the guru, the smart guy? You. Because you know what they're saying? My favorite thing I love to hear clients say. I never thought about that. What may be a bad thing, or some people look at it, man, this is, prices are ridiculous. Maybe a bad thing we can get, there's an opportunity there. And the opportunity is to make sure we inform potential buyers that right now, you need to pull the trigger. Or you're going to be spending a lot more a month from now. Or there's the potential to spend a lot more a month from now. Lumber prices are increasing by made up amount percent per month. So if you bought in June instead of April, you could be spending an additional 30 percent. Pull the trigger. Let's go. By going to a beta client and running that and it makes sense to them and then rolling it out or putting yourself in a position to offer that to others in that niche makes you the smart guy makes you more valuable, makes you more expensive, makes you more worth it. It also makes you more successful. Those are things that you should be thinking about. If you got 10 niches, you'll never have the ability to, to to hit a home run like that. You'll never have the ability to have a grand slam like that because you're worried about 10 different things. If you got one to two, you'll get those opportunities. If you got 10, if you do everything, you won't. You'll miss it. You'll be scraping the bottom of the barrel. I recently signed a contract with a client um, who wanted me exclusive for two months. She then disappeared and refused to pay, even though I was booked for her um, and ready for two months. That you, how was your contract? That's those are things that contracts are designed for. Usually, when you break a con, when you break a subscription policy, a subscription with me, there is a fee to break that that should be in your contract. She owes you that or her company does. Um, you know, her company does. So, that that's something that and my thing is this. Um, there's been times if I don't know you, if I feel weird about, you know, let's say you sign a 6-month agreement and we agree to take 20% off all six videos, right? Usually I'll take, what the, what's the remaining, like six videos, what's 20% off that? I usually take that amount off the last video. So you pay paying full price, full price, full price, full price, and then you get the six video for free or whatever amount, you know, whatever amount that equals to. Let's say you do five videos and you get 20% off. You pretty much get the fifth video for free. I'll backload it. Do you allow payments for clients so they can afford you? No with the with the way we teach structure based pricing, let them take things off. If if a client needs to make a payment they can't afford me first off. Um if they if they if they can't if they can't some people can't afford you. You got to be okay with that. You have to be okay with that. If they can't afford you, they can't do business with you. I don't care how, how how much you like them. Put it on a credit card. We accept credit cards. That's their problem, that's not yours. Now, if you go with a company like SquarePay or SquareUp, they offer financing if that's between them and the client, as long as my check is paid in full, just like a car dealership. We have financing, but I'm not about to take a payment that finance company will take a payment. I'm not going to take a payment because I'm, I don't have the infrastructure. I don't have things in place to go after you if something goes wrong. I don't want to pay for all the court stuff. Let that finance company do it. Um, she broke the contract and doesn't respond to any of my messages. In my mind, she owes me the full amount of two months. Um says we should go to arbitration and she's out of the country. That may be difficult. If she's out of the country. Uh that may be difficult. But contracts are everything. If she has any assets within the company within the country I go see I go see uh I go go file a lawsuit so that those can be you know you can get notified of it and get those funds. That's, it's weird when you out of country, I wouldn't even, for me, out of country, I need pay, I need the money up front. I need everything up front. Not only do I need it up front, I need it to sit sit in a bank account for 21 days before I do anything. That's just me when I work with out of country, because I get a lot of scammers from, from out of the country that write checks that they know takes time to clear. So I'm really cautious on anything like that. I've had people say, oh, we want you to film a commercial in the US and we'll pay you let's jump on a Zoom call. Let me see your face. Out of country, you get a lot of lot of stuff. You could cut your losses and move on. I mean, I, you know, it's business. Sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes you got to cut your losses and move on. There's nothing wrong with that. The good thing about what we do is a majority of our, you know, it's not like we letting go of something tangible. It's not like the client can get something that's worth 10000 pay pay $100 on it, and we eat the cost. We're just eating the cost in labor and just not finishing the project. So either way, yes. But let me make sure um, if a client is, that's a good question. McKinley asks, if a client is outside your niche and requests your services, do you keep them, keep the same base rate for your established niche? No, not at all. What's going on, Montreal? You don't keep the same. Every type of job you do should have a different base rate. Everything. Headshots is different than group shots. Headshots is different in corporate events. Every product has a different base. Now I'm gonna tell you another another key. I'm gonna tell you another another kicker. Right here, go another one. Get your pen and your paper ready. Santana, I am in the U.S. I'm in Dallas, Texas. Here go another pen and, and paper moment. When it comes to upsell, right? When it comes to upsell. I often have other services that I provide as a upsell. Let me give you an example, right? When we do regular videography, we may have images, behind the scenes images, as a upsell. Why? Because clients want to post them to their social media. Clients want to post them to their social media. They want to share those images. If we're doing group shots, we may have headshots as an upsell. If we're doing video, we may have headshots as a upsell. While we're there, we're setting up lights and stuff. We can also do headshots for your clients. So that way, once we, once we finish with the interviews, we can bring them over and do headshots. Clients like that because they're already losing labor dollars because you're pulling people off uh, phones and computers and whatever they're doing for work to shoot this video. If they can knock out two birds or one stone, that's valuable. So plenty of times we've got hired to shoot a commercial a training video or something. And we've listed headshots as a upsell and clients purchase headshots. I'll have a whole separate crew set up in the break room or something capturing headshots so we can just cycle people in and cycle people out. There you go. That was free. Um, any suggestions on getting behind the scenes as a solo shooter, James Ags? Yes. Set you up a GoPro. Set you up a 360 camera. Set you up um, a, um, a, a, a cell phone on a tripod. Let it run capture video or take pictures or do a time lapse behind the scenes. Time lapse are wonderful. Those are some of my best shots is behind the scene time lap in images. All right. So it's a great way to capture what you need. That's a lot of times I get BTS footage when I'm by myself. In fact, I got let's see what I got. I'll show you. Sit tight. I got a I got my GoPro around here somewhere. I just had it. Matter of fact. Sit tight. Let me let me let's run this. um, Let me let's run this quick commercial and I'm going to show you what I got, what I use for BTS when I'm on a one man shoot. Let's do that. Pause for a second. I know you're in the middle of something dope, but I wanted to make sure I tell you about a course over at Flash Academy that changed the game for me. It literally took my business from attracting mostly low-end clients to consistently landing and closing bigger clients with bigger budgets. It's called the five key steps for creating an effective portfolio that converts. If you're a photographer, videographer, editor, colorist, or graphic designer, it's very simple. This course teaches you how to take what your brand does well and present those things in a way that help the clients understand how your brand can solve their problems. When clients are trying to make a decision on why or even if they should work with you, blasting them with your best video clips set to music won't cut it anymore. It doesn't set you apart, show value, or help buyers in the process of making a decision. This course teaches you how to create a commercial for your brand, providing a first impression that will help 10x your ability to land quality clients. Remember, if you can't effectively tell your story, clients won't hire you to effectively tell their story. Go to Fly Filmacademy.com today to get started. Use promo code pod5, that's pod five, to save 15% off this course. Ah, Okay, I needed to use that to go run. So this year, this year is my GoPro. I got one of these um clamps with an adjustable arm. Often, it's probably not gonna focus because it's focused on me. Often, I'm I'm attaching this to a C-stand, a light stand, or something, pointing in the direction I want, and I'm filming if I'm on a one-man shoot. Or I'm doing time-lapse. Or I'm taking pictures. What's great about it is you can control this from your phone. Or from your Apple Watch. You can actually see the image on your Apple Watch and snap away. You can download the images and go to social media immediately. So I always have one to two of these on set at all times and i can just clamp this even to my tripod i clamp it to my tripod stick it out and face me while i'm working on the camera it's a wide shot it gets me in the camera if you've seen behind the scenes footage if you're a gold member and you can go into the gold section and look at behind the scenes footage a majority of it is captured with this this is what i use even when I got to move it, it's steady. I can place it anywhere. I put it on a light stand. I put it on a tripod. I connect it to anything I have set up. I'll connect it to a, to a counter because I got this clamp at the bottom. So if you can see this clamp without me in the screen. There you go. And I just clamp it to whatever. Pick my angle, cut it on, and let it go. This gets you great behind-the-scenes shots. Really good behind-the-scenes shots. And you can clamp it to anything. Oh, was way out of the picture now. But if I wanted to, I can just leave it there. Perfect. GoPros, definite, And, and the, the battery life is usually around two hours, maybe something like that. Um, time lapse is probably longer. There's been times where I've set it up for a really long time lapse. I'll grab a battery bank and I'll run it to the GoPro. It'll run forever. I've done construction time lapses like that that have lasted days, if not months. And we get a really, really big battery, almost like a car battery with a converter connected to a lockbox. And we set it up there and we record construction. So, you know, we set it to maybe a picture every hour or something like that. So there are ways to do it. Um, You just need to be mindful of the fact that you need great BTS. Um, is there a reason you stream to YouTube rather than others? You mentioned restream early. I like YouTube is, is, is the place for finding information. I, I, I'm, right now I'm just going straight to YouTube, but I like restream as well because I stream to multiple platforms. I usually stream to Facebook um, and Instagram too. But today we just focused on YouTube. So capturing behind the scenes footage is excellent. Get you a GoPro for that. Um, use your cell phone. Yes, you can connect it. Yes, Santana asked, can I um can I connect it to an AC power? Yes, you can. Yep. Using USB C. Get use your cell phone. Grab some images of your cell phone. If you got a second cameraman, ask him to take some pictures of you while you're working with his cell phone. My my whole crew, we capture good images of each other throughout the day, just so we can have it. For their Instagram, for my Instagram, we cover each other. We grab if if I, my camera set up and I don't need to move it, I'm grabbing shots, you know, of my of my second camera guy. Usually, I'm working with Ross or Matt or one. Of, I'm capturing shots of them, and those guys we work together so much that they know. Hey, we're always updating social media with behind the scenes images. So you want to make sure you capture great great content, great behind the scenes content. If you go to um. If you go to Instagram and you look at my Flash Film Media page, you'll see a lot of behind-the-scenes content. Use the GoPro for the first time for a time-lapse super easily. Yes. Get you a cell phone tripod. You can get the same type of setup for your cell phone, but it got a cell phone at the top. And you can connect it wherever you want. I use this on my motorcycle as well when I'm riding and I want to fill myself when I'm, you know, or on my, or on my, uh, when I'm mountain biking. So get great behind. And let me, I'm not going to spoil the course. I'll let you guys uh, check it. The course will tell you more about when and why to use this. Good looking out on the super chat. AfroTech. good looking out. Um, Ty keeps confirming that the moves I'll be making are good ones with these live bomb drops appreciate it bro behind the scenes is everything that course that I talked about it talks about how to incorporate because a lot of people you know what I mean demo reels I see it as just I'm going to tell you I was hiring for an editor and a second shooter and I was getting demo reels and I was like this is bad I got it that's why I made the course I see a lot of bad demo reels if your demo reel has no behind the scenes shots if it's not building it's not going to work go look at this is what I want you to look at this is your homework for the week Go look at demo reels for special effects companies, right? They don't just show you just a finished product. You'll see layers. You'll see the beginning with the green screen. Then they dropped in the extra people. Then they dropped in the backdrop. Backdrop. Then they changed the, the, the sky. Then they, ch- like, you see them build it. When you see what they go through to build it, they look expensive. They look worth whatever they're asking for. I didn't know it was that much work. I thought you was going to pull a clip of a dinosaur running and just put me in front of it. I didn't know you had to build the, the the shadows on the leaves and the trees and the wind to sway everything in the same direction. I didn't know you added each star. I didn't know you added the moon. I didn't know that the reflection and the raindrops that hit the leaves were added later. I didn't know that. When you watch their demo reels, you're blown away. Your demo reels should do the same thing. It shouldn't just show the end result. So keep that in mind. That course talks, it goes into detail and talks about when, where, why to use it. For those who think I'm just out here, just slanging fluff. There you go. Now, you know, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you're missing. It's all good. Um. So those are things that are needed behind the scenes is extremely important. It's extremely important. Go look. If you don't have none on your page and you're wondering why you it's, listen, let me, let me break this down for you. Let me break this down for you. Cause it's, you got to know this. That's the wrong button. You got to notice, right? let I me, mean, let me, let me, let me break this down for you. And this is going to be a super gym right here. I don't got a graphic for super gyms, but I'm going to leave you with a super gym. If you are struggling to close sales, if people are contacting you, you submit pr- proposals you're talking to people, you're shaking hands, you're meeting people, and you're getting traffic to your website, and you're having problems getting people to call, getting to that next step. The issue is you. You're not displaying, you're you're not displaying enough information to that niche or target audience to convince them without you doing anything that you are the right company for them. If you have to sell a lot, it's because your website is not doing its job. Your demo reel is not doing its job. If you got to get on the phone and still convince somebody after they have a proposal, your website, your demo reel in front of them, your stuff's not good enough. Straight up. Period. If you got to still sell after that, whatever you think you got, It's not good enough. It's not either it's not either direct enough where it's for that target audience. It's not, it's just not good enough. It's not good enough. I don't want to BS you. It's just not good enough. So you won't there's nothing, there's no way around that. It's either a yes or no answer. For me, by the time I submit a proposal, clients are like yes or no. And usually it's either yes or we need to take some things off or we need to add some things to the proposal. It's either yes or we need to downsell or upsell because we want to work with you. We knew we wanted to work with you when we went to your website and you talked directly to us. Your, your demo reel talked directly to us. Your content talked directly to us. We just need to figure out what it is we need so we can do business. If your demo reel, your website, your website, Your company name, your logo, your color scheme, the text, the copy, if all of that on your website is not directed at somebody specifically, you're going to have to do a lot of extra selling. You shouldn't have to do that because your demo reel, your website, your brand should prove to a client what you do well, what problems you solve, what's the process of solving those problems and why you're the best at it. So that when you get on the phone with them, it's just a matter of if you're available or not. Period. You should be working to make sure that your brand does that. Then all you got to do, then it makes marketing really easy. All you got to do is get in front of people who need what you have to sell, who have that problem. That's it. You got to look like the best problem solver for that problem. And you got to get in front of everybody that's been punched in the neck. And then you, you got a boatload of neck braces. If you, got a, if you got a truck full of neck braces, people who hurt their elbow, their arm, their knee, their leg, they don't care. If you got a truck full of neck braces and you get in front of a bunch of people with, with a sore neck, you are the man. So you got to be careful because there are marketing companies That'll just bring you a lot of hurt people because you don't understand who your niche, who your niche or target audience is. It's not their job to figure out what your niche is. It's their job to bring people to your door. Whether they're people you need or you don't, that's not their problem. They did their job. They are like pay me your lack of understanding on what your target audience is. is profitable for them. It's not profitable for you. Because if they bring you 10 hurt people and two got a hurt neck and you make two sales, you're going to feel like it's successful. They're going to feel like, well, I did what you asked me to do. The truth is you have to go into a marketing company that has a that has a background in working with your type of client, your type of business. You have to go to them with your niche and your target audience in mind. If they got to do the research and development on who your target audience is, it's going to be hard to do, especially if it's a smaller marketing companies, bigger marketing companies who have statistics and they've worked with a thousand clients will have some data to work with. Smaller marketing companies won't have that. I've worked with both. I've worked with one, two man bands. I've worked with big companies that had six offices. You know, they were charging 12 grand a month. They did all the market research, yada, 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 yada. I've worked with some that said, we're going to try to do this and we're going to try to do that. And the end of the end at the end of the day, the thing you need to do is you need to build a brand that's specifically directed at your target audience. And every part of that brand is catering to them and their problem. Then you need to get in front of that audience. It's that simple. But I mean, the size of your text on your page matters. There's no way your target audience is 65 and you got size eight font on your page. And they all your stuff like what? You need to have like big ass letters on your page depending on the target audience. Your target audience could be older if your target audience is above 45. You working with executives and high level business guys and your font is little. You'll lose a client just for that, just because they like what? OK, next. Oh, look at the font on here. Go look at your cousins, your uncles, your aunties, iPhones. Look how big the text is on it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You got to be mindful of your target audience. You thinking about you. It look fine to me. I'm cool with my font being 12. I'm cool with that. If your target audience is executives and CEOs for big companies and they're older people, they're, they're, you know, they they got gray hair, they got bald spots, they're older. Why the hell is your font so little? You've lost sales simply because of your font. You've lost an extra $50,000 a year, probably 40,000, a hundred thousand. Let's say 20,000. Let's just say $20,000 a year little over a $1,000 a month because of the size of your font. How do you feel about that? Now, tell me again, because I get a lot of people that's like, I got the business part straight. I'm just looking for the clients. Are you really ready for them? Are you really in a position to take advantage of them? You may want to go back and rethink it. You may want to go back and deep dive through what you have. That's why a lot of people, a lot of people cuss me out when they take the course. Cause they're like, I got to go back and redo everything. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. I had to learn it too. I had to go back and rip stuff up two and three times. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't get it right the first time. Ty is not sitting in front of you saying I'm perfect and I got it right. And I'm super efficient and I'm closing a hundred out of a hundred Being efficient is an ongoing thing. Becoming more efficient never changes because the industry changes. Your target audience changes. You know, that little font may work for your target audience if they are baby boomers 10 years ago, but they're getting older. Like, give me an example. Harley-Davidson, right? Harley-Davidson is a great company. Younger people just not crazy about Harley-Davidson. Older people are, but their demographic on who's buying motorcycles, their market it's getting old. They're dying off. They're not really buying motorcycles. Their average rider is like 60. They're getting killed by Suzuki and Yamaha and all these guys is making these cool motorcycles for young people. Go to, go to Harley-Davidson. Look how big their fonts are. That's, they orange for a reason. It's bright. Older, older folks are like, I see it. It's, it's there. You know what I'm saying? Like They got to cater to that audience because those that's who's buying their bikes. A lot of younger guys aren't buying Harleys. We like them, but they're doing things to reach that audience because when their their audience die, they're done. And they're starting to feel it because their audience is of that age. So they're doing things to making sure they go after a younger audience. Let me tell you a company that's, that's excellent. I've named this company a million times on here because this is one of the best businesses in the world that's excellent at going after a younger market or younger audience, and then growing that audience. McDonald's. They got you with Ronald McDonald's. They got you with a, with a Happy Meal. Your kids can't pass a McDonald's on a full stomach and still not want McDonald's. And then what do they do? You just graduate from the Happy Meal to a two-cheeseburger meal, from a two-cheeseburger meal to a Quarter Pounder or a Big Mac. You just graduate on up. Even if you decide to say, you know what, McDonald's, you're killing me. These burgers are killing me. McDonald's is like, cool. We got a salad for you, too. You want to lose weight? You don't want no sugary drinks? We got smoothies for you, too. Oh, you like water? McDonald's sell water, too. What you need? We got you. You ain't got to go nowhere. We got everything you need here. Right in this one building. We're going to catch you coming and going. We're going to catch you from... The time you can chew from as soon as you get teeth as a baby, we're going to give you a little bitty chicken nugget. And we're going to take it all the way to you ain't got teeth no more. And you, you you back to chicken nuggets. So they got you from chicken nugget to chicken nugget. Think about it. They understand who their target audience is. And they've built products to take you through the whole journey. Sorry, not sorry. You know why people love a McRib? Because they ain't got a bite through a bone. So Billia X. Hey, Ty, do you think it's better to upload a demo reel file on the website or should we uh, embed it from YouTube? Vimeo, I think about the site loading speed, Um, YouTube, Vimeo all day. A lot of websites don't do a great job at giving you great statistics. Understanding where people cut your demo reel off is extremely important. And a lot of websites don't offer that statistic. I need to know at what point my viewership drop off. That, those are things you should be worried about with your demo reel. You just need to say, okay, for some reason, I'm gonna give you an example. I'll, I'll be straight up with you. I'm in Texas. As a former army combat photographer, I got pictures of both Bar- Barack and Donald Trump, right? In Texas, when people watch my demo reel, And I just had pictures of Barack. It said you. I'm like, whoa. Why? Because I'm thinking about me. I'm not thinking about those or I wasn't thinking about those who are in my niche in my area. They don't look like me. They don't come from where I come from. They don't have the same political views and views and beliefs that I have now. Now. The emotional side of me can get butt hurt and say, "Well, screw them then. This is who I like blah, 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 blah. The business side of me say, "I don't give a damn who you voted for. Will your check clear? It probably will." So, I need to tailor the business for my environment. What did I do? I got pictures of both presidents. I added both to the demo reel to even it out. So when it dipped, it came back up. I had to remember where I am. I have to remember who makes decisions in this area. I have to remember who executives are in this area. And I cater to both sides. Remember, you don't want to get in a war. You just want to sell bullets. I don't care who's fighting who. Who got like this? Who, I'm here to sell bullets and guns. You need this, you need that. I'm, that's the smartest place to be as a business owner in that situation. I'm not here to say who right or wrong, what side is right. Okay, look, you want a set of bullets? You want to, okay, here y'all go. Here you go. Guess what? I'm selling a bulletproof vest now. I know y'all want them. Here you go. Here you go. It's just business. Don't get emotional. Don't let your emotions get in the way. Don't let your personal life get in the way. It's just business. Those are little things that I learned by looking at statistics and understanding why Things were happening the way they were. I was like, What is going on? My uncle could be like, Yeah, we love you. They're like, Oh, this guy. So I quickly jumped from so as soon as it was like, Yeah, oh gotta know where gotta know who your target audience is. Gotta know who your target audience is. It's very important that you understand. To me, I'm just like, I'm just showing you that I got photography on a high level. But some people look at that and be like, Oh no, nah, this guy. But when you even it out, they're like, oh, this guy is just taking pictures of presidents. Who cares? We, you know what I'm saying? When they see they guy, they're like, oh, okay. That's why that's so important. So you want to make sure you are looking or you have the ability to look at statistics um, for your videos. Standard websites won't allow you to do it. All right, guys, with that, I'm a wrap for today. Told you it's going to be short and sweet. You need behind the scenes footage. You need it got to have it. There's no excuse. You can get high off your own supply in this industry. It will help you become more profitable. It will help you become more valuable. It will help clients understand what they are paying for. Make sure you show it. Make sure you layer it. Make sure it's everywhere. You need a background image for your website. It should be behind the scenes footage. Something that you can turn the opacity down and look like art or whatever, use behind the scenes footage. Subconsciously, it plays a part in what clients think, feel, see, understand what they value. That's what you need to be doing. All right, guys, listen, you guys be safe. Hey, do me a favor. Come on over to the community, community community.flashfromacademy.com. It's two easy payments are free, 99. Join the conversation. Let's have these conversations. Let's talk about stuff like this. Alright, let's talk about upsells and things like that. If you want to go gold, feel free to go gold. It's $20. Available, it's available everywhere nationwide. Worked hard to bring it to you because we got a lot of my international players who are like, look, I'm in Ghana, I'm in Greece, I'm in places and we can't we can't access it because of YouTube. There you go. You now have it. Alright, guys. With that being said, I'm going to AGS. That you all be safe, have fun. I will see you guys in two days. See you Thursday. Check out the podcast too, and make sure you give us a um. Make sure you rate us. Search for content and cash. Do I got the podcast? Yeah, here you go. Search for content and cash. Make sure you guys rate us. Write a review. I really appreciate it. For those that are listening on the podcast, much love to you because they wrote some outstanding reviews. I was blown away reading it. I was like, did my mama and write this? Is these my cousins? Because they are, they are, they showing out. I love you. I appreciate it so much. All right, guys, be safe. Um, and I will see you guys in the next video. You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com.